right. You'll see some real teamwork today. All right. I thought that we would um, start with um, a little review of what happened last semester. Not everybody was here with us last semester, so welcome to everybody who's new. Um, who, uh, so we're glad to see you. Always room for one more, five more, ten more. I love that. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, how um, this last semester, a little different kind of study than we've ever done before, um, looking at the Old Testament and looking for Jesus in the Old Testament. And um, that's okay. That's all right. That's okay. Okay, so we got Waldo up there. And there were some weeks, I have to say, or across my mind, that the study um, is kind of like a where's Waldo. Um, we're looking in the Old Testament. Um, can you see him on there? I, I never, I didn't take the time to find him. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Which is probably what I felt like sometimes. <laughs> um, I felt like, you know, we're looking for Jesus in the Old Testament. Uh, and then we find him. And we say, well, there he is. And then, oh, there it is. Okay, well, there we are. And, and then we couldn't go any further than that. And it was difficult. So um, what I wanted to do this morning a little bit is um, maybe review that a little bit. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll do that in just a minute and have an open mic and have you guys share. So while I'm going through the next couple slides, maybe you can be thinking if you didn't talk about it in your small group. Um, what happened last semester that you might never forget uh, about Christ? And so we can help each other know how to do this next semester and give each other a couple pointers maybe. So it'll be mostly hearing from you. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about this morning, though, is how we do the study a little bit, how you study God's Word. Um, and so um, we'll start with the road to Emmaus. That when Jesus was talking to... Uh, Cleopas and the other mystery person walking down the road on the way to Emmaus, Jesus was trying to get his people to think in a kingdom way, in a kingdom way. And so I'm going to try and explain that to you a little bit, what that means. We have two realms. We have uh, the earth, and then we have the kingdom of God that transposes over that. Um, and No, I'll tell you when to turn, okay? Yeah, so um, we're going we're gonna to do that if Billy would come up. Um, where I, oh, there you are. Yeah. And I want you to watch us. Um, Billy plays the piano, and I do not. But I thought this was a good, I thought of this. Um, when you have a song, um, when you have a song, you have the melody, and you have a harmony. And most of my day when I'm getting things done, when I'm going to the grocery store, doing laundry, sweeping, mopping, making beds, whatever, uh, I'm uh, singing the melody, I guess I would say. And sometimes I don't have the harmony. So I'm going to say it in that way, that the melody is me, and the harmony would be God. And my song is through the day that I, um, I uh, can sometimes sing the melody. I've always wanted to be a person who could sing harmony. I don't. That, you know, for those of you who can sing, just walk in and hear somebody singing and you come in right behind. And, and I try when I'm in my car to 
to sing that part, and I, and I you know, just, just pitchy through the whole thing, so, you know, it never works. But um, I just love to hear harmony of somebody sitting behind me in church singing the harmony of a song that I can't sing, and it makes it full. And it's God's voice that ribbons through my day. And it, so it's like that. My song goes all day, um, and I'm the, I'm the um, melody, and Jesus is the harmony. So I'm going to come. Come on up, Billy. I got this. Does this still work over here? Good. Okay. I got this little ditty in my head yesterday. Billy told me it's Beethoven. Or not. None of you know anyway if she doesn't know. Okay, so I got this song. If you've never seen Billy do a piano recital, it, you will see it today because she has her little ones, and this is how she... This, if you see Billy as God, which I, I'm, I'm really giving her a challenge, <laughs> but see Billy as God, see how she corrects me, see how she leads me, and see how she plays with me. And that's what we're looking for when we're studying God's Word is that we're looking for the harmony. Okay? Okay. But that's when we read God's Word, uh, which is an anchor. What we do, we keep looking and saying, should I do this note? And just tell you how much I love Billy. I'm sorry. <laughs> We've had a relationship for decades and deepened our trust through some difficult times, worked things out, coached each other. And she has been that person to me. But God is that person to us that he'll say, okay, no, no, we're going to do it three times. We're going to look at it three times. Now put your finger here. And then he brings in the harmony. Simple at first. And the more I keep singing a song with him, the more full and rich it gets in its harmony. So... I hope that's a word picture that helps us when we're looking at God's word, how, how we do it. Um, so this morning I wanted to look, if you look at your handout, and uh, look at the promised one, we just want to do a little review on uh, last semester. We had a very, very rich time in our small group this morning. I hope they share some of the things that they 
did in our small group, but I wanted to see what your takeaway was on some of these things, some of the things that you wouldn't forget about Jesus in the Old Testament and Jesus in Genesis. So I'm going to come down and um, hopefully we can, we can um, listen to what other groups are saying, which is always kind of fun. It doesn't have to be in order. You can hop around. I put these uh, clues on here, the chapters, and especially for the people who weren't here before, and then they can hear what we, what we did last semester. So anybody want to start us off on what was the one thing that just... That they worked together, huh? And created together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he created an environment for us so that we could reject him, so that he could die for us. Yeah. It just, yeah, I mean, knowing all that, knowing all that, and created such a beautiful world for us anyway. Okay, how about another one? so many times over and over of the representation of Christ in they did like with Joseph and how he suffered and then how he was directed to go to Egypt and then how he took care of his people you know it was just such a beautiful picture of how Christ it was a pre-Christ example um, but back to even the beginning Noah and the flood I loved that when we studied the meanings of some of the words and I remember and I wish I could remember the word but I can't but even the tar that was used to uh, put on the outside of the ark had a meaning that represented Christ you know just it's so complete it just takes uh, it just takes the scriptures and it shows us how Everything has a purpose and a meaning, and if we can just get into it, it just changes, it gives us security in the roots of God, who he is in our life, and in his word. I just loved it. I've loved this. Yeah. And we talked about it in our group. What if Jesus wasn't complete? What if he was incomplete? Then what would we have? And to think about, to think about that, to... Play it. How many times did you make me play three? Three times to play that over three times and think, what if you weren't complete? What if you were incomplete, Jesus? Then what would I have? So I'm grateful for his, <coughs> his completeness. Yeah. So then you know he's got the end of the story covered too, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sorry. Go. Jan. Yeah. Yeah. It's a picture of, of our, um, the church, and it's a picture of um, how Jesus comes with us, too. It's both. Uh-huh. Yeah. Margie. Yeah, good one. How about you give me the next slide? Next one. 
All right. This is a verse that um, is a pretty pivotal verse in all of Scripture that a lot of theologians will keep referring back to. Uh, Genesis 3.15, um, that was a meaningful one for me. Uh, you know, um, like Rebecca was saying, um, you know, this didn't come out of nowhere, and here's our first clue. Um, is, uh, and I will put enmity, uh, which means a blood feud, between you, I meaning Satan, and the woman, meaning I'm going to put you at odds with Satan. You won't be on his side anymore. I'm going to move you to a new team. That, that, <laughs> uh, that part uh, had a lot of meaning to me because I accepted Christ as an adult, and, um, and the way I say it is he could have left me sitting on the corner. He could have walked right by, but he didn't. He picked me out of Satan's team and put me on his team, and he brought me home. And so he, he, the blood feud was Jesus Christ that caused that, that his blood got me to the other side. Uh, it's very endearing to me, this verse. And, um, and that uh, Satan and Christ would be separated and that Jesus would deal a fatal blow that he would bruise Satan's head and deal a fatal blow. And yeah, Satan, even to us, bruises Jesus' heel, bruises our heels. Like you said, there's difficulties, there's mistakes, there's bad choices, there's sin that's committed against us. Uh, we have bruises too. But the victory in the end, uh, I met a lady out at Canaan in the desert this weekend. She said she made a banner and it says, whenever I have a hard time, she said I may get out my... <laughs> my little flag, and it says, Jesus is the victory, and she walks around her house, and I said, okay, well, that's funny, it's cute, but I mean, it stuck with me kind of, I think, yeah, that's the bottom line, isn't it, that we win in the end, so uh, that he made sure that we knew this right away, and Genesis was sweet to me. Uh, look, this is the end of the story, this is going to be good, yeah, so that, that was mine, yeah, anybody else? Anybody else? Okay, well, let's look at the note, what's coming up. We'll look at what's coming up a little bit. Okay, we'll go to the Lamb of God. Next one. There we go. Okay, the Lamb of God, seeing Jesus in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Maybe by the end of the summer, we'll know all, all, <clears throat> the whole Pentateuch in order. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. We could say that like the little kids. Um, and um, And this... This book is going to be amazing. I like the last one, but this one I think is just going to be amazing. We're going to see Jesus all over the place. It's not going to be difficult at all. And I'm guessing that on the road to Emmaus, Jesus brought a lot of this up, brought a lot of this up because um, uh, we'll go to the next slide, please. And oh, that, that little. Um, worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered. The end of the story uh, is the same as the beginning of the story. The consistency is something we can lean on, uh, that Jesus makes the crooked roads straight. Uh, and that's um, a, little, a little phrase from Isaiah that I love. He makes the crooked roads straight. So when it's overwhelming, uh, the evil and... Uh, the difficulties and the politics and all that, that I know, you know what, that, uh, he makes the crooked road straight. 
and the government is upon his shoulders. And worthy is the lamb who is slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. So he cut in line in front of me so that I wouldn't get slaughtered. Cut in line. Push me to the back and let me do it. So that I become an eternal being that will never be destroyed. Okay, the next slide. Okay, I just thought, okay, I'm just going to think of, I'm going to think of a couple things. We're going to go over this really well, um, really well uh, over the semester. But this is the one I kind of thought, you know, in, in the Old Testament, there are types of Christ, meaning uh, kind of examples of who he is. Sometimes it's a person like Joseph who showed you how, you know, Jesus forgives and how Jesus uh, redeems his family and how he takes him through some ups and downs and uh, how things were hard and, and still God is faithful. But uh, Joseph was a type of Christ. Uh, and in this, in, in this next section in Exodus, manna is a type. Even though it's not a person, it's something that reveals who Jesus is. And so I spent some time on this a little bit, and I thought, well, you know, there were at least 2 million Israelites at least two, two million Israelites, not counting women and children. It says in there that each person needed an epoch of manna every day. And an epoch is five pints. So you got, or six pints, six pints each. So that meant that every day God supplied 4,500 tons of manna. I mean, it's not just, you know, you have pictures of these guys sitting there in a tree and a couple people, and there's some things falling in front of their tent. But I mean, think of the magnitude of it, uh, that it, it was crazy. And then, so think of how Jesus supplies, how his supply is phenomenal for us. Okay, then the next one, manna was an insignificant thing. It was nothing. Even the word manna means, what is it? And, and Jesus was insignificant. You know, to think about that. And that uh, he offers a daily supply. Jesus offers a daily supply. And that he showed up each and every day the manna was there. So this is what we, you know, can take. And that's, I think, that, that would be, for me, that would be the melody. Now, what, what's the harmony? What's Jesus going to do with that? What's he going to do with that? And so, you know... Um, like we said a little while ago. Um, now, what do you want me to hear? Like Margie said, what, what do you want me to hear? What do you want me to know about that? And talk to me. Show me what you want me to know so that there's interaction between me and Jesus while we're studying. And it's so easy. I'm going to do my Bible study. And if I start that way, it's just I'm filling in the boxes. You know, so I guess I would rather see that you would take one question and sit on it for a long time, then zoom through and finish. And don't anybody in here worry about somebody looking over your shoulder and say, oh, she didn't finish her Bible study. We don't do that here. We don't do that here. Go deep. Go deep. Sit on one thing for a whole week. Okay? Um, and even ask, you know, maybe something like, am I murmuring like the Israelites? Am I saying that you don't supply? Jesus, am I saying that? Do you think? Do I say that anywhere? Because uh, sometimes you don't even know it. Don't even know if you're angry with God. So it's good to, or if you're disgruntled, and that your daily bread isn't enough. You know, this is on the next slide. Sorry. 
Am I worried? Am I worried, Jesus, about supply? No, not getting enough hours at work, or am I worried about that? And then to think the verse, you know, the, to, to meditate on the verse when those fears come up. Take the scripture and, and just he rained bread from heaven upon them. You don't have to remember the whole thing. He, you know, even if it's scrambled up, he rained bread upon heaven, so he'll rain bread upon me. Take it and, and, and work it, you know, work it really well. Yeah. So I hope we can, you know, have a great semester. Um, I think Marsha was going to share a little bit. I see that on your outline. Me, uh, you, two words. Whoa. We'll see how you do. All right. Then do you want to close this up? Okay. <laughs> I um, had this opportunity to go on a little silent retreat, and it was the sweetest gift. I just, I can't even express to you the joy and um, what God did in that little bit of time. And um, while I was there, I had been just kind of seeking him and asking him to show me if there was something that he wanted to reveal in me. And I found this little book called um, Living in God's Embrace, I think it's that. But it had these prayer exercises to do, and I was kind of looking through... Um, the titles of each of the topics, and I was asking God to just bring one to the service that he wanted me to spend time in. And the one that caught my eye was one on guilt. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And he had kind of been taking me through a theme of his mercy and how we show mercy on others. So guilt seemed a little bit different, but I spent time in that, um, that part and what he brought to the surface was really revealing in me and freeing and comforting and exciting all at the same time. And it was um, revealing my own sin in um, just kind of um, a situation that's kind of been going on in relationships. Um, so it, I'm so unclear this morning because then this week, within the last couple days, it was like, have you ever been, we talked about in our small group a little bit this morning, how you feel like God's took you to a place and he reveals something big in you and you just feel like, wow, I, I feel like I've like moved on in maturity and I've moved to another place. And then it was, it's like all of a sudden, yesterday I was in a meeting and it was like, I felt like my legs got taken out from under me all over again and I was like right back where I was before I had had this growth time. So you feel like you, you've moved on and, and God's done something big and you've grown up and then all of a sudden you're back right where you were before you started. So I texted Sue and I said, I can't share. I was going to share this whole thing that I had learned and now I'm right back where I was before I started. So I wasn't going to share it all, but um, as I was sitting there and listening to all of you share and um, knowing the thing that I do know is that Jesus is the solution to every single, every single situation, circumstance, relationship issue, sin, everything. And I thought, I do, I do want to say that out loud, even though I feel 
in a really sad place today. I still um, want to agree with you, my sisters, that we are his body and that he is victorious. And we will this semester see him in all of scripture. And I am so grateful for each one of you that you come and that we learn together and that we will see his provision like in how he provided the, the lamb and the, the salvation. And he's just the answer to everything. And I think that's all the words I have. And um, I just thank you for being here in this with me and um, just loving each other and being faithful. And um, we're going to see God bring beauty from ashes. And I'm excited to see what he does as he reteaches me over and over again things that I thought I already knew.